Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen, you, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Gusecki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Battered Fins Fans Podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Battered Jets fan himself, Danny G. Danny, how you living? Pretty good. I was thinking when I was listening to that intro, we're going to have to redo that once Gusecki's gone. You're absolutely right. Because we're, we're, we're you're not going to be claiming he's a top three tight end anymore, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I could potentially be claiming it for another team, but um, you're absolutely right. It, it, it isn't going to be on the Miami Dolphins, and we'll get into that here momentarily. But ladies and gentlemen, there is, um, you know, in, a, in, a se- in, in the offseason, there usually isn't a lot to touch on except for when free agency rolls around, which will be March 15th, the, the, the draft, which is like April 26th through the 29th, you know. But so once in a while, topics do come up and you want to talk about them. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. Danny, I want to start hot, hot and ready. I was about to say hoff and ready. No pun intended for why we're about to talk about. I want to talk about one of my favorite players of all time outside of Dan Marino. And that is linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, newly enshrined Hall of Famer, Zach Thomas. My boy has finally made it in. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Zach. I heard his wife is Colombian. So kudos to him. Go figure, right? Go figure. But Danny, uh, I know you and I have battled since high school over over Zach Thomas and how much. I don't don't want to go on a limb and say you don't respect his game, but you feel like. No. No. He he's not. At, I, the, I I never thought. Look, I've always thought a Hall of Famer should be whoever was the best for a period of time at that position. Yeah, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher. Mm-hmm. That that more that more or less encapsulated Zach Thomas's career. I never thought that he was the number one guy throughout that time. Do I think he had a great career? Yes. Am I saying, oh no, how dare they give him a yellow jacket? No. But again, I never thought he was the best middle linebacker throughout that time span that he played. So that's why I just I I don't I never would have said that he was a Hall of Famer. I, I think that when it comes to Zach Thomas, I'm partially agreeing with that statement. Ray Lewis for me, well there's Lawrence Taylor, Ray Lewis. Like there's levels to it. Like those right. guys I think are by by far the best linebackers of all time. I don't think that part should be debatable. But I think when you start mentioning people of Brian, like Brian Erlacher, I think Zach Thomas gives them pound for pound the same exact stats. And when you go look at them and you look at them side by side, they literally have super similar stats. I mean, yeah. even in, and, and even in some of these stats, um, Zach Thomas beats out Brian Erlacher, which Brian Erlacher, this is no shot at him. He even went on on a podcast and said, I have no idea how Zach Thomas is in the Hall of Fame. This was like three, four years ago. But right. the only stat that Brian Erlacher has over Zach Thomas is the sacks, which I believe is 40 for Erlacher and 20 for Zach Thomas. So that is just a 20-sack difference, and I don't think that's enough to have kept Zach Thomas this much time out, out of the Hall of Fame. No, and like I said, I, I, I always looked at it as like the best linebackers at the time. Like I said, uh, uh, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Derek Brooks comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so 
again, I never saw for me, for Zach me, Thomas. Right. For me, he's in that nucleus of the Derrick Brooks, Brian Erlachers. I would put him in that same, even Junior Sale. I would put him in that same nucleus. For me, because I got to see him for so many seasons. It's the only team right, that I course. watched. Like I got, I got to see what a game changer he was at 5'10", like 250, 260 pounds. Like that was also very impressive to me. Well, because of his size, I also think that the people should take that into consideration because yeah. I think it's amazing what he did at his size. And again, no knock to him. Congratulations to him. Yeah. I, I, I personally didn't think it would happen because that's how I've always seen the Hall of Fame. Right. right? You got to be the top one or two at that position for a couple years at least. But I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it because, he, you know, obviously he was a great player. No, I appreciate that. Um, but there's other things. And like I said, one of my all-time favorites, I, it's literally and it's easy to say because I think it's a lot, a lot of people's same list. For me, it's Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor. Like those are my top three all time? Of, of all time. Like for me, that that is the epitome for me of my Mount Rushmore. And I know there's a Mount Rushmore, there's four heads. Um, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Tannehill. I'll throw. I, I had to do it. I had to do it just because. Yeah. See, that's that's the reaction I wanted to get. But out of my Mount Rushmore, if it was a Brock Marion up there. Ooh, come on, bro. That guy was a stud out here. You know, Alindo Mari. I, I put Alindo Mari up there before Ryan I like, Tannehill. I like Alindo Mari because that boy was clutch. That's but it. no, like literally, if it was my three-headed monster, it'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. And I mean, I'm talking about one, one A, one B. Like literally, I love these guys, those three guys, almost the same. So, nonetheless, we have another topic to bring up to here to you guys, and I think it's a topic that most people want to talk about because free agency is coming up. Upcoming free agents, who are you keeping? This is the, this is the next one, Danny. There are some. I don't want to say a lot of important names, but some names potentially that are leaving the Miami Dolphins if they don't get re-signed. And I sent you the list of all the upcoming free agents. If you guys want to know, we can post it in the comments after the show just so you guys can see it. So you don't have to go look it up. But when I, when I reviewed this list, and we're not going to go through every single one of them, I said, who can I live without? And for the most part, when I look at this list, I can live with about 90% of this list because I feel like on most of these, money would be wasted. And they're um, not game changers. Correct. None of these guys – well, some of these guys – a couple can be game changers. I just don't think they could be game changers on this system, which we'll get into here momentarily. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, I think that this litany of players here, get get rid of all of them, um, except for, for my one that I'm about to mention now. Um, I would even cut people who are under contract right now just to give, free up some cap room. Even if we're going to have some dead, um, dead cap money, I would still get rid of them just to keep the player that I'm going to be talking about, Danny, here. But when I looked at this list, and I'll start it off here first, let's talk about who is my biggest surprise that I would let go, and that's Mike Isicki. The reason I wouldn't re-sign Mike Isicki has nothing to do with the player. The guy literally got his franchise tag, didn't complain about it, signed it right away. He wasn't being used, not once did he complain. Like, you want to talk about a standout teammate? That's Mike Isicki. Now, granted, the reason I, I wouldn't want to keep him, I think this guy could go somewhere. And like Danny said at the beginning, beginning of the episode, we're going to have to change that intro about Mike Gesicki being the top three for Miami Dolphins. I think he does have the potential of being a top three tight end in the NFL with the right system and the right quarterback. Um, Danny, for those reasons, I would let Mike Gesicki, go, Mike Gesicki walk. Now, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, look, 
I've always been a big Mike Kosecki fan. Last offseason, I knew the Jets were looking for free agents. We ended up signing two. I really wanted them to go after Mike Kosecki. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mike Kosecki. I think he's a game changer offensively when you're throwing the ball to him. But in Mike McDaniel's offense, he's obviously not a priority. Right. So it's right. like wasted talent, wasted money. So I'm with you. I, uh, even though he has the skills, it's wasted skills because right. he's not going to get utilized on this team. So I think for both sides – it's better that they part ways. So I'm with you. As much as good as I think he's going to be, and as much as it's going to hurt all the Dolphins fans to see him be productive somewhere else, I just don't see how he fits in here. And I, I, <laughs> Miss Finns um, is a big Mike Gesicki fan. I even had this discussion with her. I go, would you still be married to him even when he leaves? She said, yes, that is my boy. He's my boy too, man. Um, I, I love the guy. I love the player. I love the man. And I would hope, and pray that we could find a way to make it work to keep him a Miami Dolphin. But unfortunately, I don't think he'll be here. But that moves me to my next guy. So before I tell you the name, Danny, the first thing I want to do if I'm the GM of the Miami Dolphins is I want to cut Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson for me, and I and I remember telling you at the beginning we of last season. We had this conversation. Correct. And I told you this kid was not going to be what you thought. Right. What I thought Cedric Wilson was going to be was, was going to be the standout number three option on this team. I thought that what he did with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb in, in Dallas was just going to literally transfer from that team, that production, and put it onto this team. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But you know who it did happen for? Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. And that's exactly from this free agent list is the number one player that I would bring back. I need to see him back on the Miami Dolphins. That guy was a solid number three option. Whenever you needed him, he would show up. He didn't drop a lot of passes. You want to talk about being consistently available as far as health-wise? Trent Sherfield. You want to talk about being a guy that could get you a quick first down? Trent Sherfield. And obviously, I'm talking outside of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. We all know what those guys bring to the table. But to talk about a viable third, number three, for me, I would keep Trent Sherfield. How about you? I, I'm, I'm with you. I, look, nobody took advantage of a good situation as much as he did last year. When you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But in those deep routes, he was feasting underneath. Correct. Like he ate up those yards and like he earned so much money last year. And is it going to be by the Dolphins when he finally is up for a new contract? I don't know. But I do think that he's somebody that you need to get because it's not easy finding a, a, a solid third receiver, somebody that could move the chains. And you have those two monsters as your one and your two. Trent Sherfield being that sure-handed third, is, I, you have to resign him. At least that's what I think. Because what are you going to do? You're going to keep like Cedric Wilson, like you said? Yeah. No, no. You got to go with Trent Sherfield. And mind you, I know cutting Cedric Wilson is going to give you some dead cap money, but it is going to free up some money as well. It's Is it going to be a lot? No. But I think that there's no there's no position for Cedric Wilson on this team if you are bringing Trent Sherfield. And if I was the GM, that's exactly what I would do. Danny, anybody else on this list jump out to you that you would say, you know what, this guy we may want to keep around? Uh, Nick Needham. Just because I, like I, I think you guys are going to be looking for a second starting outside cornerback. I don't think yeah. Nick Needham's that guy. But you need to, in this NFL, you need to have three solid cornerbacks. You need your your two outside corners and you need your nickel. Yeah. Nick Needham could be that nickel for you guys, even though you need to shore up that second corner. I don't right. think you could put him on the outside. Now, I don't know if you want to talk about free agents that could come in. We'll talk but, about it eventually. We'll talk about it eventually. Okay, because because I have somebody in mind that you could bring in as your second cornerback, right? Okay. You could have X on one side. This person I'm thinking on the second, 
And then you have Nick Needham on the inside. And all of a sudden, you have a solid cornerback's room. And I think that this, you need that in this today's NFL. So Nick Needham, I think, is a necessity to be resigned yeah. because he is good at nickel. So I agree. Nick Needham with me. I think that's that's a solid name. And ladies and gentlemen, we were only the rule was pick one. Trent Sheffield jumped out at me, but that's not saying anything about Nick Needham. For those of you who watch Dolphin games through and through, you know the type of talent Nick Needham is at that nickel position. Obviously, he had to play a lot of cornerback too this year with the with the injury to Byron Jones. Um, I, I I would keep. I would keep him. I would try to resign him, bring him back as the nickel because I think he is amazing at that nickel position. Um, but that's listen, Danny. You know, I could think he he's a casualty of this as well because of how good Cater Kohu played this season. So you're talking about you still going to free agency and you bring a cornerback number two, but Cater Kohu is going to be able to fill that nickel position very well if you decide not to bring up Nick Needham. And that's another reason why I'm perfectly fine if we do move on from Nick Needham. Is there any chance that X is a as a is a late cut? I would say for me, as of today, February 21st, I don't see a potential scenario where X isn't still the co- quarterback number one for cornerback number one for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I, ha- I have a, a free agent question for you. If you had to pick between bringing back either Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, because I highly doubt they bring both back, right. which one do you bring back? <sighs> wow. That's asking me to pick between pizza and pizza. Um, <laughs> because one gives you, obviously, that standout speed, unforgiven speed in Raheem Mostert. But mm-hmm. then Jeff Wilson's a banger. And then he does have some good speed to him as well. Obviously, yep. not as fast as Raheem Mostert. So but I think you'll both agree that they're not both coming back. No. If you put a gun to my head right now, if I had to pick one, I think because of Mike McDaniel, he knows both guys really well. He has to pick one. He's going to go with Jeff Wilson. I think he's going with Jeff Wilson as well. Yeah. That that's my guess. We could be completely wrong, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. He For could sure. potentially not bring either of these guys back and let's say Tony Pollard doesn't get freaking franchise tag. Tony Pollard is a Miami Dolphin. We're just saying, if we had to put a gun to our head right now and pick one, I think he brings back Jeff Wilson. Yeah. I I agree with you there. I I think that Jeff Wilson if he has to pick, he's going to pick him. I hear hear rumors about Saquon Barkley. If that if there's any truth to that, which I highly doubt, but if there is, Neither one of them is coming back, and you're going to get Saquon Barkley. And I, I think Mike McDaniel runs a completely different offense, but that's a conversation for another day. I agree. And that's funny that you bring that up because I think that this team does have some holes that need to be filled. Now, we're not going to bring any of those up today. I'm only going to bring up one player that I think would be an amazing fit for this upcoming Miami Dolphins season. Um, we're going to be touching on having full free agent episodes coming up, obviously with March 15th being that free agent date. We'll drop those episodes coming up as far as like priority list for us. We'll drop what I believe is the priority list for these Miami Dolphins. But Danny, I got one name for you, and I know you have one name for me because you just mentioned that you do have a potential corner that you would probably bring in. But let mm-hmm. me hit you with mine first. I think on my priority list, and we won't go into all of them, I, I will tell you that I think linebacker needs a serious upgrade. Um for me, if I had to go out there and get a uh, a game changer of sorts, um, I think this name should be at the top of the Miami Dolphins priority list. And for me, I would go with Levante David from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that if you bring a guy of that caliber, that experience to this Miami Dolphins linebacker room, and J- Jerome Baker is under contract, but 
like like we said, Vic Fangio does like to run a lot of cover four, cover six. He likes running a three four, a three four, hiding that scheme as well. Like sometimes you have linebackers in there, sometimes you have DNs in there. Like he runs a lot of different things. I think bringing in Levante David would automatically be an upgrade at the linebacker room. And just again, you you want to talk about a standout piece? Levante David could fill that hole. Do you think that having Emmanuel Agba, you got Jalen Phillips, and then you got Bradley Chubb? Yeah. He's going to have all three out there at the same time. I think there's a scenario where you could run it like that. Like you have Emmanuel Ogba move towards the middle. Um, I know Christian Wilkins here. I know Zach Seeder is still going to be here, but I think yeah, so. I'm wondering where they all fit. Would, would he put them out at an outside linebacker? Right. I think there's a potential where you do see them at outside linebacker. on the ground. And, and you see Emmanuel Ogba standing up. I personally, and I told, and I know that we beat this over the drum a few weeks before we were, when we were talking about potential defensive coordinators. I wanted somebody to come in here and run that 4 3. Hands on the dirt. Your job, your responsibility, DNs, get to the quarterback. Defensive yeah. tackles, stop the run. Stuff that middle. That would be my type of thing. But I think, you know how you said, that, um, what, do I think um, Xavier Howard might be a cap casualty and he might be let go? Emmanuel mm-hmm. Ogba is a potential name out there that he could be potentially let go because of how many solid defensive ends you currently have on the team. I was going to bring that up because I think he underperformed last year. Right. But when I looked at his contract, in dead cap, it'd be $21 million. Right, and that's why I don't think he will be let go. Exactly. That's a lot of cap to let go. That is a lot of money. So I was going to bring that up during this episode, but when I saw that, I was like, he's not going anywhere. Right, so I think that that he will be a rotational player, and I think you you have a lot of knowledge on this. Quinnett Williams, at one point in the season, he was being rotated in and out out a lot, and I think the type of defense we're going to be running, that there is going to be some rotations, and I think Emmanuel Ogba is going to be that guy. You'll, ha- you'll probably have Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips as your main starters, and then you'll have Emmanuel Ogba coming in on specific downs. Look, and it's always good to have fresh legs when you're going in a long, a long drive or just throughout the game, period. When Especially you have down those, here. When you have those edge rushers playing against those offensive linemen that are tired, and then you get a fresh Emmanuel Ogba coming off the, off the, the edge. Yeah. Like that, that can't be anything but good to have depth at that position. I, just, I don't think that all three of them are going to be together past this year. After this year, the cap hit is $4 million. So right. if he's going to get cut, it's going to be next summer. So I, I enjoy these three guys while you have them this year. I agree. All right, so what's your number one guy that if you had to bring in somebody right now for these Miami Dolphins, who would be that guy? Um, so I think that you guys are, are lacking in cornerback just because I, I feel like X took a, a step down. Maybe he I'm was injured. Maybe he's, gonna, maybe he's going to step it up again. I think having Kohu and, and Needham – Fighting for that nickel and dime position, that's great depth, but I don't think either one of them is a, is a two. Yeah. I would get James Bradbury. Mm. Now, I know that he was Mr. Holding in the Super Bowl and a lot of negative attention, but when he was the number one on the Giants, he wasn't necessarily doing that great because he had that right. number one assignment. Right. But once he went to the Eagles and he was the number two, he blew up. He's a great number two. If you have X playing the number one and you can have James Bradbury at the number two, I think you now have your two solid starters if we believe that X can be that once again. Now, you're telling me that there's going to be a position probably open at that number two, though, because as of right now, there isn't. I would, I would cut Byron Jones like it's nobody's business. Um, I would trade him for a fifth-round pick. I would trade him for a bag of Skittles and a seventh-round pick. I think at the <laughs> end of the day, I, I don't want anything to do with this guy for, for Sam Madison to come out and say that at one point – we. We didn't even know where this guy was. He just we he stopped checking in. It's like you have that type of relationship with the team that you're on that's currently paying you some ridiculous amount of money that you haven't rightfully earned. Get rid of this guy. I, I feel strongly about getting rid of this guy as I felt for you getting rid of Zach Wilson. Obviously, 
a topic not worth talking about it right now, but just to kind of give you an idea of how badly I don't want Byron Jones on this team. Right, and uh, it says he has a potential out. I don't know if it's a player option or a team option, but I don't think he'll be back either. So, James Bradbury, I think, would be a great pickup for you guys. That's, that's a solid them. name, by the way. I, I forgot to tell right. you, that is a solid name. I would take James Bradbury in a heartbeat. Before Levante yeah. David, no. But as <laughs> if I can't get Levante, I, would, no. I, would, I wouldn't mind James Bradbury Look, at all. With, 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 with the names that you have on this defense already, and you have Fangio running this defense now, if you can add that solid – second cornerback and then you have a solid two nickel and dime i mean you guys are basically set as far as your defense goes so i I would definitely look to show that up obviously if you can get levante davis i don't know if that's really an option i can't imagine he actually leaves tampa but if he does that that would be a great get also right and again a lot of things can happen between now and the and the legal tampering period and then obviously officially on on the 15th what kind of moves the dolphins make to be able to create more cap room but th- those are going to be topics that we're going to drop for you guys we're going to we're going to drop consistent free agency episodes upcoming here um ladies and gentlemen that have liked and commented already on the battered fins fans logo i appreciate you that was a culmination of about 4 to 6 weeks and um, Mythic Rabbit literally coming through in the clutch and ha- getting my vision and putting it on paper. Some little fixes here and there, but ultimately I think they dropped a great logo f- to basically represent the battered Fins fans fan base. But nonetheless, Danny, as always, I appreciate you coming on here, talking some Miami Dolphins football with me as much as uh, you may dislike it because I asked you to take your Jets off. Jets hat. Jets Look, hat I'm, wearing, off. I'm wearing a Miami hat. I, into see, Miami, I appreciate, it's a Miami hat. I appreciate yeah, that. I got you. I got you. Look, I Look, I, I love talking football, and it's always good to, to be behind enemy lines and kind of see what's going on on this side. So Right. But ladies and gentlemen, as always, go in the comments section. Drop the names that you would want to keep. Drop a name that you'd want to bring in. If you just had to bring in one guy from upcoming free agents for another team, who would be that one guy to bring in? And real quick, I, I know we didn't mention it. The only reason I wouldn't touch Saquon Barkley, not even because of injury, I think that for me, you have to shore up your O-line before you bring in any running back or spend on the running back room. You need to shore up that O-line, not just for Tua's sake, but to make sure that we create better holes for our running backs. But ladies and gentlemen, drop it in the comments. Hit the like button. Subscribe to your boy, the Bearded Fanatic. That is the Battle Jets fan, Danny G. I am Manny. You, You all have a great night.